Welcome to the Talking Transformation podcast. This is Matt Bird, the founder of Cinnamon Network International. And I'm delighted to have as my guest today, Josh Carter, who is a presenter on 105.9 Academy FM radio in Folkestone. Josh, it's great to have you online with me. Hey, how are you, Very good indeed. Is Folkestone sunny today? Folkestone is very sunny today and it's good because we're by the sea here as well, which is absolutely wonderful. So the sound of seagulls in the air. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. Now, you not only work for 105.9 Academy FM, but you do other presenting for Premier Christian Radio uh, and other stations as well. Why are you so passionate about this? What is it? What is it that makes Josh a great radio presenter? Well, I just really believe in the power of radio and particularly at this time when many people are at home, many people are disconnected from other people. The radio is such a powerful tool because unlike other mediums, the radio really feels like you're speaking directly to one person. And when you're listening as if you're that person is speaking directly to you and it's highly personal communication and so that's why i love it so much that really it doesn't matter how many people are listening so long as one person is listening and one person is impacted by what you're saying or doing that's really the power that radio has and as i said at this time i just really believe that it's so important yeah absolutely and in seasons when i'm able to travel the world and speak to large crowds um, i love getting on local radio stations and uh, uh, being interviewed and speaking it's just such a, a great experience and it reaches people it's fantastic now you're uh, you present a number of shows on 105.9 academy fm and recently telling me you had a conversation with your boss because the coronavirus has uh, you know closed all the churches from missing, meeting physically um and uh you made a suggestion to him tell us the story yeah well we were sitting in the office and i was just talking about the churches He's not a regular churchgoer himself, although very sympathetic to the Christian faith. And we were chatting about how sad it is that the churches are unable to meet together. And I just put the idea to him, how about we do a church service on our community radio station? The station had never done any Christian content before or very little faith based material ever going out, mostly entertainment and community yeah. focused. So I said to him, why don't we just give it a go and see whether we could put together some sort of radio show for the local church and the local Christian community who at the moment are unable to express their faith in the way that they usually yeah. would. I mean, how many churches are there in Folkestone and how many of them will have their own online um, meeting uh, as such at the current time, do you think? Yeah, well, there's over 30 churches in yeah. the town, which is quite a large number we're only around about fifty thousand people yeah. here and so uh 30 churches in the town it is actually quite a high percentage if you look at kind of national statistics and we have a broad range of denominations and traditions and there really is a rich heritage here in folkestone particularly of churches working together and so this kind of has presented a brilliant opportunity for many churches to be able to do things online but for some that's just not possible because they don't have the technical know-how or they don't really have the ability to mm. do it and so the radio has been able to come in and really provide a, an amazing service for churches who are unable to do anything yeah. this time. and so your boss said yes give it a try <laughs> what what did, what yeah, did he expect? Really been... what do you think your boss expected it to be like 
Okay, well, that was actually quite interesting. We had quite a lengthy conversation talking about the content, and obviously he's obviously very concerned about what would go yes, out you know, on, on his video. Um, so uh, well, the, one of the first things we did was, was check all the Ofcom regulations and, and discovered that, yeah, it's absolutely fine to do that, um, so long as you're presenting things in a balanced way, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. But um, we, he, he was just... He, his initial idea, I think, was a very traditional format. So he had really, I don't think, any understanding of contemporary Christian music. I don't think he'd ever encountered artists such as Matt Redman or Hillsong. And so his kind of immediate idea when I said it was that it would be kind of organ-based yeah. music-led, a more traditional approach, which, of course, could work and, in fact, works very well on, on many BBC local radio stations early on Sunday mornings right across the country. But that wasn't really the idea that I had because I realised that most of the churches in the town are not that style. Uh, and in fact, because of the broad range, really more like somewhere in the middle of that of those styles, if you like, uh, was really where we needed, to, we needed to hit. So it was very interesting talking to him. And actually, it really helped me get a better understanding of church style, just by having to explain to him what the different churches were like, yeah. and really where it felt like we should pitch yeah. the idea. So so now the, the, the Folkestone Radio Church, as you call it, um, you've met twice, is it? Uh, uh, three, three times, times actually three and times. What, what's been what's yeah. been the impact how have people responded to the the uh the radio church yeah i mean the, 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 it's been amazing first of all with from within the christian community many people messaging in saying how important this is at the moment and what a great thing it is that we're doing and um, we've we've put it on um on the radio between 9 and 10 a.m and we did that because I was aware that many churches would be doing their own online services. And generally speaking, they're around about 1030-ish yeah. uh, on average here in Folkestone. So I knew that if we were to put it on between 9 and 10, then really we're not kind of interfering or competing with anything that an individual church is yeah. doing. And actually the timing of it has been, been mentioned by many people saying that's such a brilliant timing, such a brilliant timing to put that on. And my boss was particularly pleased with that because he said that one of the most difficult things on radio – from a management point of view, is getting the timings of shows right. Yeah. So he, he was very happy that we'd actually hit the nail on the head. And then the show is then available to listen again to uh, via the Mixcloud website as well. So people can catch up on it who have been unable to hear. Yeah. But yeah, the response has been just amazing from within the church, but also from people outside the church. My other colleagues at the radio who to the best of my knowledge, have no faith whatsoever. Lots of them have been saying to me, well, Josh, we listened on Sunday morning. It was amazing. What a great idea this is. And, and somebody commented that this is the first time I've been to church for years. <laughs> from the comfort of their living room. <laughs> yeah. And just, just Josh, so, for, for a yeah, moment, you know, if people are wondering, well, what's this like? I mean, if, if you're listening to this and you're living in Folkestone, and there might be a few, you know, they can tune into 105.9 FM. But if you're living in other in other parts of the country or other parts of the world, I mean, many listeners are to uh, Talking Transformation are in other countries. You can actually listen to what Josh has done uh, if you go online to www.academyfmfolkestone.com. That's www.academyfmfolkestone.com. And you can hear uh, and listen exactly what Josh is talking about. 
So, so Josh, what, what, has any individuals fed back to you uh, what they've thought? Yeah, I think some people in churches have been messaging me just saying how blessed they are by being able to partake in the service as well. And people as well who I know actually in the past to me have made negative comments about faith and even potentially would come from a kind of atheistic standpoint and actually said to me, well, we can see the importance of this. If people are unable to go out to their churches, this is really important. So I thought, wow, it must be having quite an impact when, when people who, who are like that say, yeah. say positive. Comments. And well, one person in particular who, you know, <clears throat> said there were some things they didn't understand about your first um, uh, Folkestone radio church. Um, what did you do with that insight? Yeah, well, that was amazing, actually. And um, it was actually my sister-in-law. And they don't regularly go to church at all. And she has come from a completely non-faith upbringing. And she messaged me to say, oh, thanks so much. I really enjoyed listening to your radio church program. And then she just dropped in a comment. Oh, there was a few things I didn't really understand, but I enjoyed it anyway. So I thought, well, this is a great opportunity to develop the show and make it more, you know, more more inclusive really we don't want to, i don't want it to be exclusive i don't want people to be listening and put off i want people to be able to be drawn in so i said to her, you know have you got any ideas about what i could do to make it more accessible yeah uh, and make it easier to understand for, for people like yourself and so she gave me a few pointers really along the lines of could you just try and explain a little bit more about what's going to happen next or what, you know, can you not make kind of assumptions that people know what chapter in the Bible that is or yeah. something like that. So I was able to then uh, in the second episode uh, be much more kind of explanatory, I suppose, in what I was doing and, and try and explain it in a way that also didn't put off Christians who, you know, we don't want to feel like we're being taught to suck eggs. Sure. Been <laughs> <laughs> we want to know people who are listening for the first time. We what's going yeah. on. And so, uh, my, my sister-in-law then messaged me back to say, wow, listened again. Thank you so much. You, you took my comments on board. It's much easier to understand this week. And so as a presenter and a broadcaster, I'm always looking for ways to improve. On what I'm doing. Yeah, that's great. So that was a brilliant opportunity yeah. to do that. Yeah, so churches around the country, churches around the world at the moment are being forced <clears throat> to uh, do their thing online. Um and every day I speak to pastors and they say that actually we've got more people um, connecting with us online than we ever did in our building. Um, two, three, four, five times or more uh, people uh, listening in, which is amazing. So this is an incredible opportunity. Um, but I think one of the dangers is that churches try and do what they would normally do on a Sunday morning in their building. Um, online, Josh. And I just wonder, as somebody who's, a, um, you know, if I can say this, a talented presenter, um, very creative, you know, what advice would you give pastors, really practical advice would you give pastors who are basically going online right now? And um, what have you learned? Because you've been involved in local church leadership over the years as well. And now you're leading the Folkestone Radio Church you know, what practical tips and advice would you give pastors listening to this uh, Talking Transformation podcast about how they do what they do online? Yeah, well, I think that, first of all, 
leaders need to remember and anybody doing anything online need to remember that if you're good at communicating then just do it how you would normally do it in terms of your actual physical communication but the changes that need to come are really in the environment that you find yourself in because it's all very well usually on a sunday morning you stand at the front of people behind some kind of pulpit or lectern and preach and it's a completely different scenario to be doing something live and on a stage rather than on a screen I think the most important thing that people need to remember is that we are all watching these on a screen and our brains, therefore, are used to how television works. So suddenly you're looking at somebody at an angle that you don't normally see them at, kind of looking up their nose or something like that. (laughs) It's very very off-putting. I've seen so many broadcasts where the camera's just too low and you just look straight up the person's nose. It's really (laughs) off-putting. It is incredibly off-putting. And I think people need to bear in mind that when they are broadcasting, they need to think about what does this actually look like? Uh, Would I like to watch this? Would I feel relaxed and happy at home watching it? And unfortunately, whether it's right or wrong, there is more of a kind of viewer mentality when we're watching something at home than when we're partaking at in a, in a public service that's just the way it is so we need to think more about how how are we doing are you are you positioning yourself right in front of something very bright so that you're completely in the pitch black you know just it's just things like that um that really people need to just consider because i think most leaders know how to communicate they know how to talk and so therefore that's not really the problem but it's just those extra things going on around you know the lighting you know maybe you could get some cloths and put it behind make a kind of almost like a kind of studio feel to it maybe with some chairs and a table rather than just simply standing talking or or standing with the guitar and i think those ones are those videos and those broadcasts are the ones that work and connect to us because it's more like what we're used to seeing when we're suddenly watching something which is a bit odd it's very hard to kind of get get into it you know when the animals yeah. are wrong the lighting although you could argue well that's not important because we're here to talk about the gospel or we're here to talk about god actually those things are important because our, our brains are wired in a certain way now we we consume so much television yeah. rightly or wrongly that we're just used to how it's supposed to look yeah. and when we see something that doesn't look like that you know obviously we're not talking about spending that hundreds and hundreds of pounds on on broadcast but actually very simply, we can make it look more like television, more like what we're used to looking at and not staring up somebody's nose or, or staring <laughs> in a silhouette behind some great bright light. Yeah. And also, Josh, what about timing? Because, you know, I mean, some churches have a tradition of a 25 minute sermon, others a 45 minute sermon. How does that translate to being online? Well, I think that things need to be shorter. That, that would be my personal opinion. And I think really an hour service in total, I, I would say is probably enough. And the preach, again, really 10 to 15 minutes, I would suggest, because I think that live, you can keep people's attention for longer. I don't really know why that is, but I think, you know, in evangelical churches, as you say, preachers can be up to 35, 40 minutes long, can't they? But I don't yeah. think it translates very well at all to the screen and i think 10 to 15 minutes something short and powerful yeah. is much more effective than something long where you could easily get distracted and end up you know going off and getting the biscuits and, and not returning yeah. again yes yeah, so on, on the folkestone uh, radio church you ask uh, the pastors who you invite to speak they've got 10 minutes and uh, they've been That's sticking right. to it more or less haven't they 
More, more or less, yes. But as you know, with church leaders, they are a bit naughty and they do like to go over time. Uh, but I do try and keep them to not more than a, more than eleven minutes. And again, if you listen to radio, it's full of shorter snippets of information. Very rarely do you hear something really lengthy. Um, and so I just felt that actually, yeah, ten minutes really is is the the perfect timing. And yeah, most mostly so far, we've uh, we've we've stuck to that. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Hey, Josh, it's been great having you online. And uh, I hope to have, as one of my other guests uh, in due course, a guy called Pat Allerton. He's been driving around London uh, doing church on the streets. Well, not church as we know it, but he's been getting a, a speaker out the back of his car. It's, he does it on streets where one of his church members is. And he said, oh, uh, Bob's invited me to uh, to come and, and, uh, and be with you. And sorry for interrupting you. And he's very polite and gentle and kind and gracious and humble and uh and people come out their homes and he just simply plays amazing grace and people join in and then he he prays for the the street and uh and people finish with the lord's prayer and it's like it's very short simple but it's just again a great way of doing church and enabling us to communicate and reassure people and give people hope uh, in the midst of the coronavirus in a fresh way. So I love what you're doing with Folkestone Radio Church. Um, and again, if you want to uh, tune in and hear Josh, uh, if you're local in Folkestone, it's 105.9 FM. If you're anywhere else in the world, like myself, it's www.academyfmfolkestone.com. Hey, Josh, it's been great having you with me today as my special guest. A, a closing thought before we go? Well, I think that we need to continue to communicate and we need to continue to be creative because we have an amazing message of good news that we can put out there. And we need to just think harder and a little bit longer and a bit more creatively about how we can get that message out there. Thank you so much, Josh. I'm really grateful for you being my guest today. Goodbye for now.